This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. What's your love language and do I fulfill it? (laughs) Well, shoot. Um, Yes, you do. Um, I really, I pretty much like to receive love the same way that I give it as um, discussed. So I, my love language is physical affection and words of affirmation. And yes, um, Nick is really good at expressing himself by he'll write me little notes or um, the best birthday and holiday cards and um, so those are those are really lovely and that's one way that you fulfill my love languages by giving me so many words of affirmation um, via your writing. When do you feel most connected to me? I feel most connected to Carmen when we're celebrating our kids' accomplishments because mm. mm. that's where we are united um, she gets very emotional when we have events for our children, graduations, mm-hmm. celebrations of anything they've accomplished. Carmen has a tendency to get real emotional about it. Um, and I think I feel most connected to her then because I know it means a lot to her and, and it means a lot to me too. And so it's like, um, we, we express it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I feel like we're in the same space what is the most annoying habit and can you live with it i know he's a, i know what you're gonna say yeah it put the tooth cap i can live with it but this man refuses to put the cap back on anything it's not just toothpaste so like shampoo bottles will have the cap off the little liquid you put in your contacts the cap will not be on it the toothpaste cap will ooze all over I don't even close the Lazy Susan, and I tell him all the time it's not meant to be closed. It's called a Lazy Susan for a reason. It's Valentine's Day, and we have a heartwarming episode for you. And you just heard a sneak peek from our couples, but we will dive into the unexpected tales of love and connection. From serendipitous encounters to enduring partnerships, we are celebrating the diverse and beautiful stories of couples who have found each other against all odds. Starting with Julie and Nick, in a world where quarantine led to the development of parasocial relationships, theirs blossomed into something truly special. We met on Hinge yeah. during the pandemic, so both desperate, the, <laughs> truly just like Looking doom for scrolling. Um, it was the first, like the first week of lockdown, and we just started chatting on Hinge and took a risk. Yeah, we uh, broke quarantine mm-hmm. to to meet. Yeah, it. Uh, she took a chance to come to my apartment for our first date during the pandemic. Very, yeah, very I had never risky. met him. Yeah, and um, fortunately, she, her best friend, went to the same college as I did. So mm-hmm. she had, we kind of had like mutual acquaintances, and mm-hmm. so she was able to get the green light. Like, okay. hey, he's not going to harm you, most likely. Um, you should be good to go <laughs> over to his apartment by yourself and. And uh, we had a really good time. We um, we sang karaoke in my living room Aww. and just like chatted and hung out. It was, we became quick friends just through that. So you guys met on Hinge. Could you, do you guys recall like what each person's profile attracted you guys to each other or made you guys want to swipe right? 
Yes. What well, do you remember? I mean, for sure his height. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's like the obvious answer. I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Um, but I think it was some of his responses. I think one of them was like, what is your biggest, your most irrational fear? And it was sinkholes. And I thought that was interesting. Um, and wanted to know a little bit more. I love it. And if our listeners are not seeing this, there is a big height difference between you guys. I think you're, from what I've heard, 6'8". I'm 6'10". 6'10". Yeah, <laughs> tall man. And Very then tall. you're... 5'1". Yeah, that is a yeah. big height difference. <laughs> um, what about you? Was Do you recall the profile or no? Yeah, her... I mean, it was. it's always been her wit and humor. And like that's what her profile was a lot mm. about. Just like very like funny responses or interesting questions and... Um, obviously like her beautiful blue eyes was just like so striking. And so that's what just kind of drew me in. Favorite memory of that time to, that you guys spent together. There were a lot of good, okay. There were truly a lot of good ones. Like you go a little stir crazy when you're just, when options are so limited as to what you can do. Um, one of my favorites was, I think it was Cinco de Mayo that year. That was going to be my answer. We just like day drink at my apartment and ordered, you know, takeout um, margaritas and takeout tacos. And I think we just ended up like kind of getting drunk and dancing around the living room mm -hmm. for most of the afternoon, which yeah. was fun. It was. We got we got really silly, which has kind of been the hallmark of our relationship. Yeah. It's just kind of silliness and theatrics. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of theatrics. <laughs> I love that. Let's me to my next question. Um, how would you describe your relationship dynamic? Theatrical. Theatrical. Yeah. <laughs> or um, dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes I just feel like we need to be like, okay, and scene. Because <laughs> it's so um, over the top, I think. Yeah. You had described it differently once. That We love a bit. And okay. so yeah. we can get... Um, like very expressive and heightened and mm -hmm. like really over dramatize anything that's going on. She'll like ask me for a spoon. Yes, master. Yes, I will go get you a spoon. Of course. Is there anything else I can get you, my dear? And that's just kind of like our banter, just like kind of back and forth, just having a, f a fun time and then and scene. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure. Just theatrical or just like silly there's a lot of we're always like can our neighbors hear us right now what are they thinking are they for real thinking? because we like we can yell a little bit and mm -hmm. I, we worry that they're gonna think we're yeah just I, very chaotic can you guys recall a moment or experience that kind of shifted the relationship and strengthened your bond together when you're like this is it i think we real. yeah we both definitely have i think different um thoughts there that come up for each of us. So I'm happy to take it yeah. first. But for me, um, specifically, it was early on in our relationship and early on during the pandemic. Um, obviously, the you know, we were in a very new territory of being quarantined. And at the same time, um, you know, trying to avoid getting sick. My my grandmother died that year. Nick's grandmother died that year. Um, my my mom was diagnosed with a, a life changing chronic illness and I was just really going through it. And I think early on to have the level of support that Nick gave me was really, really um, impactful for me. And that was 
like I said, it was early on, but it was very much um, a defining moment for me of who Nick is as a person. Um, I think one of the ways that he does show love is truly by being reliable and um, supportive. And it's what he's best at. And that was, for me, um, a very defining moment. Yeah. Sorry for your losses, by the way. Oh, thank thank you. you. I think a lot of people lost somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my answer is slightly different. So uh, to answer this question, like I, I was thinking about like where, like wh where, when did I start realizing like this, this is like, we have something special. We have mm -hmm. like, this, this isn't something that we're just kind of going about. Um, we took a trip to Vietnam last May and it was going to be like 10 days together. And it's like, can we do mm -hmm. 10 days together in a different country that we've never been to? I've never been to Asia. Can we be hot and sweaty and exhausted and ornery and still want to be around each other? Um, and, you know, throughout the trip, I, we, I kept noticing that we would have moments where we're talking about our relationship and talking about our future and thinking about what's, what is more than this. Like, mm -hmm. this is so good. Like, just really cherishing what we have in that moment and being excited about the future. And like, that was so defining to me that we can be in on an adventure, having taken on each challenge every day of, of, you know, being in Vietnam and still wanting to be together and still wanting to plan a future together. I love that. I heard actually from Bill Murray that if you want to know if a relationship will stick, take a trip together and see how it happens. And the language barrier, too, yeah. that seemed like it could be. But it's awesome that you guys had each other. Do you guys remember the first time you guys said I love yous and who said it first? I remember. <laughs> I am so ashamed to admit this. Um, I asked Nick last week if he could remember when we first said I love you because I couldn't. <laughs> well, now you'll know. And now everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Could you could you fill us all in, Nick? Yeah, um, I can't remember where we were coming from exactly. It was some party at a friend's house in Bayview. Right? In Bayview, yeah, like we were and on the home. We were coming over the home. We were like cresting that top where you get the beautiful <laughs> city view. My favorite view of the city, by the way. And we were kind of just laughing and joking, and like my heart was swelling, and I could. I don't know. I felt like Julie was like on the verge of saying it too. I'm sure I I was. Uh huh. I, sh I was. I and um, <laughs> as we're just like coming down the slope, I like, maybe this is dangerous to have been looking at her while driving down the other side of the home. Love is risky. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so true. And I just said, I love you. I, I, I can't hold that in mm -hmm. anymore. I have been feeling that, but have been waiting to pull the trigger on saying those words. Mm -hmm. And and I said, me too. Yeah. I love you. I said, thank you. Yeah. I said, thank you. <laughs> Oh, it's really I, beautiful. Is it coming back to you? No, I just remember the first <laughs> night that that actually brings me back to our first date because we wa Nick walked me out to my car after we spent time at his house and he said, I like you. And I did say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was very forward. It was a first date and Nick was coming at me with a just definitive statement. Love has a funny way of bringing people together, doesn't it? Nick and Julie aren't the only couple that met on Hinge. Darren and Austin also connected via that dating app, although they have a slightly different recollection on how long they've been together. And then how old are you guys both and how long have you guys been together? Mm, I'm 30. <clears throat> DJ here. I'm 30. 
And then I'm 28. And we're coming up on two years. Cool. No, no, no. We're past two years. Oh, shit. Well, we're at two years. <laughs> two years and... If my math is right, four months. We're at two years, Salam, and four months. <laughs> and five days and 37 minutes. Okay, cool. I thought when you corrected him, I was like, is it like four years? I know. Like, no, no, no. Oh, perfect. Uh, how did you guys meet? And can you share the story of your first encounter? Uh, we met on Hinge. Good old Hinge. Um, that it did its job. Yeah. I made... So when I was on the dating apps, I... I liked Hinge because I let the boys come to me, mm. and so he liked me first, and then I would just go through the liked list. However, I didn't message him first. He messaged me. Mm -hmm. Because I matched with you, and you didn't message me first, so I was like, oh, gosh, I, now I have to do it. I was busy. <laughs> he is a busy man. <laughs> so you guys were on a date. You guys first meet. Was it like uncomfortable at first, or did you guys click right away? I'm really bad with holidays. It was Labor Day. So it, it was Labor Day. It was the, the week... It was that year that the Collectivo unionized. Mm. And so they were doing like a union celebration at the lakefront location. Yeah. Um, and we and didn't know if it was going to be open or not, but mm -hmm. we decided to still go. And like we met outside of Collectivo, um, but I was messaging him because I didn't see him. So I was like, oh, I don't mind grabbing your drink. Like, what do you want? What's your order? And then um, I came out. And I said Austin, and he looked up to me and had like a cute quirky smile. And um, I then sat down and spilt my coffee because I was really nervous. Um, and we just had really good conversation. We uh, got to know each other. Um, we confirmed a few things before. Mm -hmm. um, and because we kind of confirmed like this is not like just the first date thing that we're looking for, but it's like a thing that you know finding a partner is what we want it's what made that night that day into a night and like the sun was literally moving outside as we were talking and uh we eventually went up for a walk walked all along the lake into walker's point into like where the climbing gym that he, that he rock climbs at and then like finished the night at like the Wahlburgers, which is now the benson restaurant that just came mm -hmm. and then the funny story is I think we might have done one video call and I got to see like the, the background of his house. And ironically, I was looking for a condo at the time. And from what I saw, I could tell it was one of the units I was looking at. Mm. And then he was showing me all the renovations that he was doing. And so I low-key knew kind of the building that he lived in. <laughs> and he like walked to Collectivo. Um and so when I was time to like drop him off, like I had to pretend like I didn't know the like, general area. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, just direct me as I drop you off. Um, and now we live together and I tell him the story all the time. I was like, you know, if I purchased this house, I would have done this, this and this. Is there anything you'd like to add? Austin? We were under those awnings, like you said, and like the sun kept moving. Also, after the date, my I I when I'm like socializing with someone, I hate having my phone out. And mm -hmm. I hate it when other people have their phones out. So my phone was on silent in my pocket the entire time. And so all of my friends, I had opened my phone after the date and I had like five missed calls and like mm. 20 text messages because my friends were like, where are you? Yeah. Are you like, OK? We thought this would be like two hours tops. It's nighttime. <laughs> are you safe? Are you alive? <laughs> what happened? What did you tell them once you finished the date? Well, I might have called a few friends and I was like, sorry, I missed your call. I think I met my future hubby. 
Aw, you guys are engaged And three weeks now. ago, we got engaged. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you guys think is the key to maintaining a strong and healthy relationship? I think holding space, allowing the other person to grow, realizing that they're not like some static thing. Mm. Things are going to change. You have to be okay with that. I've never been in a relationship that when there are differences of opinions so far much that it could lead to an argument. I up until being with Austin have never been in an environment where if we are arguing, we make our claim not to win, but to be heard. But then we come to a solution. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing that Austin and I have, where it's if there is a difference of opinion, we hear each other out. Um, I have some habits that I'm trying to get rid of um, to be a better partner for him. And his level of understanding and holding space has allowed me to not tackle arguments in a way that is not beneficial for the for us in the long term. Can you share, uh, recall a specific moment or experience that strengthened your bond together? Hmm, specific moment. I'm trying to go. How vulnerable do you want to be? Whatever. Share coming out. Oh yeah, I wasn't out until I dated this one. Mm. So that was a big point of friction early on in our relationship. Because like when I had calls with my parents, he would need to go into the other room, things like that. Um and like also early on I wasn't as comfortable with like public displays of affection being a gay couple because like my mind would immediately flow with anxiety of like some some asshole in the back is gonna like make us think about him like putting his hand on my thigh or something like that so it caused a lot of friction and like he voiced at one point that like he doesn't want to if my parents come up we're not hiding a toothbrush or like mm-hmm. doing anything like that um and he he held space for me like it wasn't like he was like he never made me come out he was just more so like this is bothering me that you're not like I don't want to be like hidden like a hidden part of your life yeah or yeah I mean it was definitely challenging because I wanted him to I wanted him to feel like I was holding space but I also wanted him to do it on his own time but it did also impact us as a couple and so I when I approached him about it I said I just want you to know know that it hurts me that this is a situation but do as you see um and I think that the clo- the part that made us closer is, I mean, the outcome was ex- extremely fortunate for him. His family and friends are extremely supportive and loving. Um, but I got to speak because I had come out earlier. I got to speak and, and maybe give him perspective that al- potentially allowed him to be okay with the idea that if it is tough right now it's gonna get better mm-hmm. in the future um and we got to hear each other out and be there for one another i think like the one of the things that i really appreciate about austin is and he taught me this is if i'm having a moment where i am just not okay there's no assumption on his end that he knows what's best for me he will literally say what can i do for you right now mm-hmm. And um, 
that's made me react the same way for him when he's in moments of distress. Yeah. Is there anything unexpected that you guys learned about each other during your like your relationship? I think it's actually quite funny. So Hassan's from Missouri, and when he's home, his like twang comes out. <laughs> And country boy, a little country boy <laughs> with those Levi boots and all that, and because you don't look like a country boy right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I am from South Africa, and whenever I'm talking to my family or friends, my accent switches. Mm. Yeah, so I get we that. have like this battle of the accents. That's what I always call it when our family meets. Yes, the battle of the accents. After the break, get ready to be swept away by a tale of rekindled romance as we chat with a couple who defied the odds and reconnected after nine years apart. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. Sometimes, love has a way of finding us again, even after a significant passage of time. And for my boss, Maxie, and his wife, Carmen, their tale beats the odds of time, enduring the power of connection. Can you guys uh, share the story of your first encounter? Uh, she's gonna want me to answer this so carmen and i met while we were in college uh carmen was at clark atlanta university i was at morehouse college in atlanta georgia but we met and dated for a couple months and then didn't see each other for nine years so the reunion i think is the more compelling or interesting piece um a mutual friend um made it clear that he had a ability to get both of us in contact with one another mm. and um nine years after we first met um we spent about three or two or three months just talking on the phone uh getting to know one another and um i think falling in deep like uh of who we had become sure and um we didn't see each other again until two or three months later and of course Physical traction is important, but mm. to have spent that time getting to know her intellectually, spiritually, uh, philosophically mm. is what really, I think, drew us together. I love that. That seems pretty accurate. So <laughs> why did you guys break up then the first time when you guys were in college? Well, um, I didn't stay at Clark Atlanta. Mm. So this was pre-cell phone. Yeah. This is when phones had cords. Pre-social media. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Dating apps and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And so we just lost contact. And unless yeah. you were writing someone, yeah. it was, you know, a little different than it is today. Yeah. And so um I did an internship in Chicago and there was a guy that um had attended Morehouse College and that's how we kind of came back together. Mm. So we went our separate ways. I had a life, he had a life, and yeah. we came back together. How old were you guys during that, like the nine years later? Um we were, probably, I was probably 21. She was like 19. No, after. Met. She's nine years I know what I'm saying. Oh. So I might have been 30. Okay. Yeah, we okay. were right at that. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful story of like saying when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Absolutely. Do I always that? say that. I yeah. always say that, that I was only there to meet him because I was only there. For a year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't stay. Yeah. That's actually really interesting because like a lot of times when you do go for an internship, you're, you know, it's never, there's never roots there. So it's, it's mm. amazing that you guys are both Atlanta and then Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys uh, remember each other when that friend said, you know, I can connect you guys together? 
Yeah, the funny story is that um, I would go to Chicago quite often. I had a lot of good friends who mm -hmm. lived in Chicago. And so when I graduated from college, I would always ask, does anybody know Carmen? Does anybody ever, has anyone ever seen Carmen? And no one knew her. She wasn't in the same circles of the people who I went to school with. Yeah. Um, and so it was really fortuitous that, um, uh, you know, this guy who I went to school with happened to be where she interned in Chicago. And so he connected us and we've really been together ever since. I, I went to Chicago on business. I was working in Philly when we first mm -hmm. reconnected. Um, but I was going to Chicago, um, actually to Gary, Indiana on business and in Chicago the next week. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I'll be in town. Let's get together. And I really knew really that weekend when I first reconnected with her that I wanted to be with her. Mm. So how so? What was I just, feeling? there was, again, we had talked on the phone for two or three months. So I'd gotten to know her that way. Yeah. But then when I put eyes on her on top of that, I was like, oh yeah. And my cousin was like, <laughs> that's marriage material, brother. I love <laughs> so there was that. So, you know, you mentioned stages and you have been together for 30 some years. Mm -hmm. What if you could name this stage right now, what would it be? Wow. Um, we're for the first undefined. time. Undefined. Well, I undefined. Well, but I'll add that for the first time in our relationship since we've been married, except for the first year, um, we are empty nesters. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we had our daughter a year and a half after we got married. Oh, wow. yeah. So um, both of our children are off to school, one in grad school and one in undergraduate. And for the first time, we're able to look at where we want to live based on what we need versus mm -hmm. finding great public schools yeah. versus yeah. finding a good multi-ethnic, racial and cultural landscape for the kids to grow up in. We literally can say, I just want a lot of sunlight mm -hmm. or I want to be in a really robust mm -hmm. um, work, play, live environment or whatever. And mm -hmm. That's a new thing for us. So um, it's a blank canvas, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, how do I paint this yeah. now? Because I'm, I'm a very um, um, ritualistic person. Mm. I like routine. I like to, yeah. you know, I'm very intentional about creating the environment and the space that I want and the life that I want. And this is for the first time, like, OK, now what? And yep. It's a good thing. It's yep. not. What have been some challenges you faced together and how did you guys overcome them? I would argue not argue, I'd state <laughs> that the biggest challenge for us is I've moved around a lot in my mm -hmm. career. Um, we've yeah. probably moved seven or eight times mm -hmm. since we've been together. Mm -hmm. The running joke in my family is that we don't put your address in pen. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. nobody even uses pens anymore right. but my parents, right. um, but that Nothing everything's permanent. in pencil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think the biggest challenge is, but Carmen's addressed this brilliantly. She's, like I said earlier, what I'm, really fond of her about is her ability to create home. Mm -hmm. And no matter where we've moved, no matter what stage the kids are in their development, no matter what stage she's in, because she's gone from, you know, undergrad to master's degree to PhD to changing career focuses. Um, my career has pretty been, much been on a pretty, you know, straight line, but Carmen has um, discovered herself in different ways mm -hmm. since we've been together. So uh, the challenge has been, making all this movement mm -hmm. um, not a distraction in establishing home and her constant elevation. Yeah. And so I would add to that, that some of the, sometimes it's really difficult to overcome some of the shifts mm -hmm. because I've mm -hmm. oftentimes felt like I had to create the new reality for mm -hmm. our family. And when we would move, Maxie was already implanted into a community, yeah. a work community. 
And so I would have to establish a new community. Now, the gift of that is that I was able to see a lot of different things, different people, um, see my life differently for myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the flip side to that, there was sometimes there was a lot of, uh, you know, push and push pull. Push and pull. There have been some moves that didn't work for her. Yeah. Flat out. There, were, there was one work. move that I, I said, I can't be here and yeah. we would have to figure this out. And so that would, because I don't have roots yeah. anywhere. And that's okay mm. to some degree because I'm a person that wants to expand and grow and explore. And then there are times when you just want home. So for me, I have to always have home as my base. Yeah, for and sure. And that's the great um, juxtaposition regarding who we are. Mm-hmm. Sure. She is someone who likes routine, stability, establishing home, comfort. People used to call me the nomad. Um, I moved 10 times in nine years before we even met, uh, re- re- you know, before we even got back together again, yeah. I should say. And then we've moved, you know, six or seven times since. So people are used to me moving around and I'm very malleable or adaptable sure. to, to new environments. And I get along with people really well. So I can go into new environments and mm-hmm. quickly create a culture of uh, acceptance and uh, familiarity with folks and, and feel good about where I'm at where I am because I'm so wedded to the work that yeah. I do. Um, so that's where we we differ significantly. But again, for me, the benefit is to lean into what she's established because that notion of home, I really value it mm-hmm. more than I, I think I ever knew I would. Yeah. And do you guys recall the first time you said I love you? And who said it first? Oh, I think Maxie said it first. Was it in a letter? He wrote it, yeah, he wrote it in a letter. <laughs> and I wish I had yeah. thought about it because I, I she when, has when we transitioned here, um, I found all the letters. Oh, it's so beautiful. That he wrote me. And so part of me packing and purging, I would read these letters mm. and it brought back so many great memories. Yeah. And the first letter he wrote me was about love. Mm. And he referenced the Love Supreme album. Okay. Um, the Miles Davis yeah. Love Supreme uh, album? John Coltrane. Oh, John. Okay. Oopsie. See how much I know. John Coltrane, <laughs> you can scratch Supreme. that too. No. Um, so he referenced that and um, our children were born yeah. to those, um, the Love oh, Supreme. I love that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's been um, the theme for almost the, every the theme. seminal moment we've had. We got married to a Love Supreme. Both kids were born to Love Supreme. Every birthday we celebrate that's our background music. So mm-hmm. Cold Trains of Love Supreme is yeah. the constant. Hi, I'm Kim Shine, production manager at Radio Milwaukee. Thank you to our host, Salam Fatayer, Tariq Moody, our executive producer, and Brett Kraskowski, who is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar, our graphics and wonderful logo made by Aaron Bagata. Mallory Wallace is our community engagement and membership manager, and Dan Reiner and Darren Brewer handle our social media. A big thank you to City Loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Tuesday for our next episode. 